Hello, everyone. This is your boy, Pav. Uh, I am recording this to let you know that this is our happy 200th episode. And also, uh, this is our uh, bilingual episode. So enjoy it. Revel in it. And, uh, and such and such. Okay, uh, bye. Enjoy the episode. We love you. Radio Free Brooklyn. Peace. Alright everybody, are you ready for a spectacular show? I'm Pablo Morali Martinez. And I'm Ernesto Mancibo. And together we are Robots vs. Taxes. Taxes on Radio Free Brooklyn. That's right, that's right. And today with us in the studio uh, <laughs> are my mom and dad. Mom, say hi, Sandra. Hi. <laughs> I'm <That's> Sandra. <laughs> and Armando, my dad. Hello, another Mondo. <laughs> and we just finished watching Infinity War. I finished showing my parents Infinity War, the uh, penultimate Avengers movie, uh, marking the what the third, fourth phase of the MCU. Yeah, it was uh, like the end of uh, phase three, or just 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 the end of it. Uh, that and uh, the subsequent film right, uh, right, right. marked the end of uh, phase three. Yeah. So, um, just just for a little bit of context, yes, um, Armando and Sandra, you haven't really watched any uh, or many Marvel movies before this one, right? No. You actually did. Uh, yeah. No, you, you watched, watched Iron Man. Iron Man, but that was long ago. Yeah, just uh, speaking. I, I watched. Uh, I I watched Iron Man, but that was how long ago? That was a long time. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Yeah, <laughs> and then I I watched this one. You watch, You also watched Guardians of the Galaxy. The oh, that's first right. One. Yes, Guardians of the Galaxy, and, and yes, so three of them. Yeah, and my dad has not watched. Uh, he watched Iron Man one, and that was it. Wow! Yeah. Um, but I love this movie. Yeah. <laughs> I love this movie. I like it. Not the end. <laughs> you know, the heroes. Yeah. Well, yeah. The heroes. 
Yeah, they lose. They lose. Yeah. Well, for now. Just for now, remember. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, okay. He gets it. He yeah, understands. He, knows. he understands. Yeah, he gets it. Um, but do, yeah. Do you feel like you just sat through a three-hour movie? Because that was like three hours. <laughs> no. Uh, I felt that, that uh, it was a short movie. Yeah. I was. It was so intense for me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really liked the, the, the effect and everything. Oh, my God. Yeah. I don't want the aliens in here at all. <laughs> if there anything so all the alien stuff that's been coming out from the pentagon released but, re- but remember that's the bad guy yeah yeah, yeah. right but we are a, a good guys very strong good guys that's you right. think so you yeah. think we're very oh, strong yeah. oh no I, yeah <laughs> My mom, we've got a we got a, a split decision here uh on the show so <laughs> Uh, very but, uh, split decision yes <laughs> but uh so um and also um i feel like we should just like if they want if if people want to tune in and like they know we're 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 latino you know yeah like uh it's a biling- bilingual podcast that's right um if you guys want to speak spanish by all means if you feel more comfortable speaking spanish we'll speak a little english we'll speak a little spanish there's a little bit for everybody so um so yeah, uh, uh, like I, I have a question. Yes. Do you think that can happen sometimes in the future? You mean like in real life? Like an alien invasion? Yeah, like 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 like, like the movie we already saw. Oh, uh, an alien invasion. I don't want it to happen. Uh, but if it did happen, I'd be. You know, it's one of those things where it's like. Oh. Uh, it's like you think it can't happen, but it could happen, which is scary to say. Yeah. What yeah. What do you think? Because you're you're looking at me like that's uh, a really good question. It's Dad. a really <laughs> it's a very good question in regards to it happening the way the way or similar to the way it happened in the movie. It's so fantastic. Sometimes it's difficult to imagine that it could, but. In certain ways, just to make a little a little topical, I kind of feel like we just went through that with Corona. I mean, suddenly this thing that nobody really knows or thinks about happens and the whole world is affected. A lot of people died and now we're kind of left to pick up the pieces, you know. Yes. So I kind of feel like we, we, we experienced that a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, because I feel like, uh, and especially, I feel like you haven't seen the next movie, but in the next movie, you'll see how the world really changes Um, and that people try to adjust just like they do now. Like, Mm. we're just trying to adjust to the new reality. So um, it's scary, but I, I don't know. It it could happen. I, I hope it never does because that'd be too. really frightening. <laughs> <laughs> but the one thing is, it's in the universe. We're talking about is uh, I believe that we are not alone in mm. this universe. Mm. Agreed. And uh, in the universe, it can is always happen something good and something bad mm. true yes and that's going t- you know together es la naturaleza es la naturaleza el bueno 
y muy malos. Yeah. Muy buenos y muy malos. O sea que vos crees que en el, en el universo hay, existen como entidades, así se dice, entidades. Sí, sí. Entidades uh, uh, malos. O, o, uh, con, que tienen como uh, intenciones de malicia. Definitivamente, okay. definitivamente. Mm. Pero, Pero, para que haya un balance, no puedo, no, no todo tiene que ser dulce, siempre okay. amargo. Okay. No todo tiene que ser de azúcar, siempre hay de sal. Yeah. Y, todos los días no son lindos, hay días de tormenta. Yeah. Entonces, esto, eso, el bien y el mal okay. eh, van juntos. Sí. Y yo creo de que, que existen buenos y malos allá afuera. Omnis. Así como, a, yeah. como aquí en la tierra. Aquí tú okay. ves en la tierra. Mm. Sí. O, o, hay buenos y hay malos. Yes. Hay muy buenos y hay muy malos. Sí. Um, bueno, yo quiero retomar lo que dijo uh, acerca de la, del COVID. Pienso de que si vamos a, la, a lo que dicen en la historia, la verdad es que no he leído mucho, solo he escuchado, que cuando vino la pandemia de la, de la ¿cómo se llama? Uh, bubonic plague. Uh -huh. Eso vieron que andaban... Peste. En la peste. Antes de eso, vieron que andaban platillos voladores y que tiraron ese el polvito y tiraron la enfermedad. A lo mejor nos tiraron esa cosita para que nos muriéramos. Esa cantidad de vos que, 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 bueno, uh, que, que uh, ciertos tipos de, de pandemias son uh, parte de una conspiración de, 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 de omni, de aliens, de extraterrestres? Posiblemente no sea una conspiración, este... Yo he, he leído un poco acerca de, de que unos científicos encontraron este meteorito en, 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 el, en el polo norte, muy profundo, y lo que el meteorito, el meteorito en sí no tenía tanta ciencia. Lo que querían averiguar es qué había de, de la, los componentes que habían dentro del meteorito. Encontraron que habían uh, células vivas. O sea, sí. eh, cosas vivas que habían permanecido por no sé cuántos miles de años dentro del hielo. Entonces, eh, algunos sostienen de que la vida terrestre vino de fuera de la Tierra en meteoritos. Y se ha comprobado que todos los meteoritos que caen en la Tierra tienen seres vivos. Este, digo, este, entidades celulares muy como, pequeñas, como bacteria. bacterias vivas, que posiblemente sos, algunos sostienen de que de ahí vi, la vida terrestre vino de afuera. Yeah. Por eso es que, que nosotros este, siempre estamos viendo al cielo, queremos por, por historia, el, el ser humano ha querido volar. Y entonces, este, porque somos de afuera, y queremos regresar de donde venimos. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Wow. That's, that's, that's deep. That's uh -huh. very deep. And he, he was referencing the theory of panspermia. That, that's a real scientific theory that life, that's how life spreads throughout the universe. It, uh, a comet strike or an asteroid, you know, throws rock, which has bacteria. It lands on other planets, and that's how life spreads, sort of like 
the, like the way plants do it, you know, when a dandelion, uh, when the wind blows and its seeds go all over and that's how plants grow. That's how they say life spreads throughout the uh, one theory, the way life spreads throughout the universe. Um, yeah, that's right. super really? like yeah. the fungus, like um, that almost is, like that is, that is <laughs> if we're going to call ourselves that. Yes. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, you, it, spread, it spreads so much through. I was watching a, a program the other day and it's the way it spreads all around is uh it's fantastic and that's life mm. and you take over the whole area mm, mm. very See, true mommy told me yesterday at night that uh uh the universe is life everything have a life it has conscious I say. ¿Cómo se llama? Este, conciencia yeah. mm. Hay una conciencia ahí, entonces no sé si ustedes se dieron cuenta que aquí en los Estados Unidos, en un pueblo de, del oeste, no sé dónde, de repente un día apareció un sonido que nadie supo de dónde era, de dónde venía, un, un sonido como, digamos... You know what? I know, I know this, yes. Y, y nadie es... Nadie supo que era eso. Yeah. Yeah, I did did you that was news recently. That was news recently, right? Sí, sí. Um, yeah, that, sí. maybe in the last two years. Yeah, mm. within the last two years where they heard some kind of noise. Yeah. Also like a couple of years ago, like in California, like there was those mysterious lights that were just like had no source of origin. It just looked like doors opening in the sky. Oh um, right! Oh, and uh, you know it was it was a lot like the portals which we see in Endgame, um, <laughs> <you know? laughs> uh, which we haven't seen yet. But uh, yeah, it's um, it's kind of uh, frightening to think that we're being like it, it's it's it, like we're being observed, right? Hmm. Um, to what end? It's always mysterious. Like they're never like, "Hey, you know, we're just gonna check you out." You know, the aliens come by, just like, "Hey, you know, we we just want to monitor you." There's no consent to it. There's always just like, "Yes, yes, very good, very good." <laughs> um, and they're always looking at us from afar. Um, but uh, but yeah, um, the concept of aliens uh has always kind of like both been like interesting to me and very uh frightening because uh like the intentions what are their intentions like um it, it's something that uh that, that kind of uh feels alienating yeah. oh very uh, yeah. very good word wordplay yeah, right like there that? okay <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah uh with regards to the um the movie right well going back to the movie Um, do you have, what are your questions about this? Because this is what this, it, it introduces a lot of characters and you're just like, whoa, what is this? What's the, what's going on here? Uh, did I explain it as, uh, like well, well enough that you were, didn't feel like you were lost? No, you did explain it well enough. Yes, okay. we got it. Um, to me, the movie, you know, uh, collecting all the six stones, gems, was well, like, imagine on earth that you collect all the power mm. uh how how horrible will be for the person or the persons who possess the power how evil they will become because power is corrupting them mm. so 
I don't when know. I, I think I, I might do when, a pretty good job. When I see the, this movie, I remember that uh, uh, it's fantasy. Yes. We think it's fantasy f yes. now. But remember when uh, when Julio Verne uh, have this novel that, yes, that uh, twenty thousand miles under the sea. Right, right, right. Nobody believe him. Yeah, it's everybody true. say, oh, the, that fantasy, it's that fiction. fantasy, right, that's right, right. that's fantasy, that's not true. Yes. But looking now. Yeah, submarines. Yeah. Yeah, they so, created submarines. Yeah. Why? He, he wrote Voyage to the Moon, and it's like uh, you know. Um, we have now we have spaceships now. I think the the U.S. Army, they develop this uh, skeleton, iron skeleton, who have the power. You know the soldiers can use it and yes. have this. this that, that's true. That's like a, true. Like a suit, like an yes. Iron Man. Like an Iron Man. It's an exactly. It's <laughs> yeah. an exoskeleton uh, that that really uh, harkens to the iron man design that's a very that's a very real concept i mean the lines i think ultimately the lines between fantasy and reality start to get very fuzzy very, um, very closely. Yeah. Also, and, and uh, another thing is yesterday or two days ago we saw this documental about uh, the science the the science who are developed uh, this kind of, I don't know how I can explain this instrumental that can make you invisible. Huh. The Japanese, they really did it just in, in a little things. Mm. They disappear in a little, uh, you know, glass. Mm. But they... Well, I, I mean, uh, here's the one thing that I, I think about that. You're talking about, like... Um, technology being so advanced that it could render you invisible. Now, one of the things that uh, that makes me think of is there was a movie that came out recently called The Invisible Man. Ernesto, I know you probably haven't seen that movie yet. It's, um, is it The Invisible Man or, or, or was it under a different title? It's the one where the woman is essentially running away from her ex. Yes, right? exactly. Okay, I know what the right. one you're talking about. Spoilers for that movie. Do you mind if I... No problem, right, go right. ahead. All right, so in that movie, uh, they are the the invisible man. He doesn't take a serum or anything. He wears a suit. Mm. And the suit has a bunch of cameras on it that, ref that reflect whatever and re reflect whatever is shown at it and it renders him invisible mm. and um and that kind of thing is i'm just like wow science fiction huh and then like i look up online and it's like no this technology is being used right now like and then i'm just like oh <laughs> so and i could have used a different example i could have used the helicarrier on there. <laughs> sure no sure sure i totally get it <laughs> instead of like spoiling that movie for you but um thanks yeah no <laughs> i hope you i hope you, that wasn't on your like to-do list um <laughs> it's not anymore yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> But yeah, um, yeah, it's it's kind of strange how like technology is catching up with uh, with science fiction, especially with regards to like like we're we uh, have seen like schematics or like the big thing is that you, you know, like UFOs don't really exist. 
that it's like a certain type of uh, like uh, American or Russian like kind of uh, spherical jet or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't know if I believe that's true, but um, I don't know. It's 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 kind of fun to think about. It is fun. <laughs> it is fun to think about. I um, I was I was saying this to you the other week and maybe um armando and sandra can can comment on this because you know it's been all over the news oh there's something in the sky we don't know what it is our military pilots have spotted it and and recorded it now i um i believe that they saw something right but at the same time (laughs) just to bring it back down to earth a little bit the pentagon spends like five billion dollars a day like a crazy amount of money that none of us can really imagine, right? And they, we've seen other technology that, that they have, especially during war. Some, they have missiles with cameras on them that you see them going right into the building uh, before they explode. You've seen this on the news. So you're telling me they have all this sort of technology, but they can't identify these these dots or lights in the sky with more precision with more detail it, it it just makes me wonder or it makes me skeptical as to why now they're telling us you know especially after the year uh that the whole world had um why release this news now do you have any thoughts on on the timing of this kind of news um well i think Uh, yo creo que el tiempo en que están dejando están están posteando estas noticias la gente del pentágono es porque acabamos de salir de la pandemia ¿qué más nos puede caer mal? (risa) (risa) Eh, 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 ahora es el momento ya está todo jodido entonces este es el momento de o sea que vos crees que es como una preparación ¿no están preparando para algo? ¿o ¿O creen que, bueno, si ellos ya están preparados por una pandemia, pueden, pueden uh, ver este, este video de aliens, verdad? Bueno, si los que sobrevivieron a la pandemia, yeah. este, de los que sobrevivimos a la pandemia, podemos ver estos videos ahora. Porque ¿qué más nos puede sorprender? La pandemia fue terrible. Mm. Esto es como, como diversión que mm. estamos leyendo acerca de de, de, de estos uh, uh, eh, información que nos están dando right. hay una cosa muy, muy rara en mí porque yo siempre desde niño fui un niño con unas fantasías increíbles yo jamás creí cuando en las noches oscuras allá en el pueblo donde nací muy lejos de aquí lejos lejos de aquí que eran las noches bien oscuras y era una, un deleite acostarte en la grama, en el campo, y mirar esa inmensidad. Y yo decía, esta era mi fantasía más bella, que a mí me encantaba. En algún lugar de ese millones de estrellas que veo, ha de haber un niño como yo, haciéndose la misma pregunta. Wow. Mm. That is intense. Um, that also speaks to, uh, you know, uh i can just i i want to touch on this very briefly um i know both of you were born and raised in el salvador um and that um you know where you guys grew up like 
there would be very like yeah there's electricity like the people lights have ha like houses have lights and stuff like that but you can go out into like the areas where there are no lights like uh you know where it's like more rustic and like basically like you, it's the woods basically and you can like lay out in the grass and look up at the stars and it's like the galaxy of stars have you ever have you you've, yes you've, you've, you've witnessed that yes that. and and it, it, it to me the first time i i when i went down there and i fully realized what was going on like how and how insignificant you feel when there's no light source mm. around and it's just like the the night sky right I, I i couldn't agree more the first time i saw you know i'm a city boy i grew i grew up in, yeah, in new york one city. of them city boys yes, that's right <laughs> <laughs> i'm not a fancy country lawyer. anyway but the 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 I, since i you know when you grew up in in the city you don't see skies like that and then i was sent away to a summer camp away from the city away from you know, it's you're out in the, the woods out, uh, from the city lights. Right. And our camp counselor took us out into the woods at night. And, you know, since all of us were from the city, we're not used to looking up. So we were just looking ahead because it was so dark. You couldn't see your hand in yeah. front of your face. Right. That's the dark that you need to right. be in. So he then he stopped us and he said, OK, everybody, look up. And when you see the sky full of stars, it, I mean, something like you've never seen before, you almost can't take it because it's so big. It's so it's, your mind realizes that you're so small compared to that. It's it changes you forever. You can never forget an experience like yeah, that. No. Yeah, but at the same time, I'm sorry, Pablito. No, go ahead, go ahead. And al mismo tiempo, tú te sientes tan pequeño, pero al mismo tiempo te yo por lo menos me sentía tan inmensamente grande porque podía ver y analizar y ser testigo de, de que aunque en mi pequeñez ese montón miles o millones y millones y trillones de estrellas decía yo wow yo soy parte de esto yeah. eso me hacía a mí hacerme sentir Grande, wow, um, yeah, wow, that's that's because I, I don't know that that is definitely a different point of view than I do. Because when I saw it, the stars for the first time, and I also went to a summer camp, hmm. thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you don't need a humble brag your way into being like, Well, I went to a summer, I went to a summer camp. <laughs> 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 But uh, uh, but yeah, when when I went to summer camp and I saw like stars and stuff like that, like the night sky, mm. I I definitely felt the like how how we feel so in insignificant in the universe because we're like a speck in like a, a, like you know it looks like somebody sneezed on a petri dish you know <laughs> um, where it's just immense yeah. Um, and then, like, you know, I look at, at video footage of, like, astronauts, you know, taking video from from up there mm -hmm. looking down. And it still feels like, like, Jesus Christ, we're so small. We're mm -hmm. like small planet in the middle of this vast galaxy. And uh, I was just like, wow, man. Nobody could see me. 
you know, urinate in the forest. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm Pablo Morali Martinez. And I'm Ernesto Mancibo. Together we are Robots vs. Taxes. taxes. And uh, I just want to let all of you people know that we are on iTunes, Spotify, and Google uh, Podcasts. Google Podcasts, <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah, please, um, if you're on iTunes, write us a review. Tell us how lovely our show is and how enamored you are with our voices. Or perhaps how offended you are. We want to hear from you. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> And, uh, you know, uh, write us an email also. We're at robotsversustaxes at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it, I think. Yeah. Is that good? That sounds good. Listen in. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Only on Radio Free Brooklyn. <laughs> That's what you think, but you remember, remember this, you know, the big things is made with the, yeah, li- right, the, true. With the little things. Mm. Yeah. The little things. Mm. It's true. Uh, so, I said it again, for me, when I saw the universe in the, in the dark, dark night, and oh, the dark, dark <laughs> so my dad's referencing a book that scared me when I was a child. Um, oh boy! Here comes childhood trauma. <laughs> I asked my parents to buy me a very uh, a, a, like a, one of those scary story books, and uh, it traumatized me. And then my dad always remembers it, so he's uh, every time he starts anything with uh, dark. Um, he references a story where, uh, uh, in the, in the end of the story, it's really corny. It's just like, and in the dark, dark room, there was a ghost. And I was like, oh, all right. So I'm just going to like sleep with the baseball bat. But yeah, um, it, it's, it's just kind of. It, it, it really speaks to uh, our existence as human beings uh, to to kind of feel either we're part of a something bigger or that we feel smaller in relation to the universe at large. Mm. Can I say something? Yeah, yeah, go ahead, Mom. Well, let me tell you. Um, in my experience, yes. uh, when I was a child, we didn't have no electricity. So for children like me, uh, we went out and lie down and look for constellations. Wow. So uh, we play a game, who can find the first <laughs> and how many you can see. So it was, it was beautiful and um, I never had that idea like your father had that uh, somebody's looking at me, but um, it was an amazing idea. I never, uh, I still like it. I remember over here when it was a shower star one time. That's right. That's and I, and right. I, wow. I, I made sure that everybody was up at three o'clock in the morning. Oh nobody wanted to get up, but I made everybody <laughs> get up. <laughs> and I was looking, I was, we drew around in New York trying to um, uh, find that darkest spot. Uh, we couldn't find it, but uh, we saw the shower. I thought it was beautiful, right? Well, uh, well, yeah. Um, 
<laughs> I, I I remember it very distinctly because you were just like, um, so my, my mom's like, there's going to be a star shower tomorrow, tomorrow night, and you're going to wake up at like three in the morning. I was just like, yeah, I don't know if I want to do that. She's like, no, no, no. We're going to watch the stars tomorrow. <laughs> and that's like, that's my my mom's, like, my mom has a very, like, kind of, like. I uh, think she's Italian. <laughs> <laughs> well, she, she goes, she, when she says something, like, she's, she's like, this could be something that we're going to do, but in actuality, we're doing it. <laughs> um, so, so we were just like, okay, all right, so. I fall asleep and I'm thinking like, yeah, she's not gonna wake me up. Three, three in the morning on the dot, boom. She's like, Pablito, get up. It's time to go see the star shower. <laughs> so she wakes my my sister up. We go out. We go out driving. I'm just like, where are we even going? And then finally we end up. Where did we end up? We ended up not too far from the house. We yeah. Find that dark place. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we ended up like not we like on Linden Boulevard or yes. something. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we're looking up at the stars. She's crazy. <laughs> no, no, but you know what? She's crazy, but she got results because I looked up at the night sky and it was dark enough to see the falling stars. Yeah. And I'll never kind of uh, that's one of those experiences that I'll never, ever forget because mm. it's like um, and I'll be like, thank you, mom. Thank you for, yeah. for <laughs> you know, having a memory from your childhood. So that's my memory and relation with the stars. When I came to New York, I was fascinated by the lights. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I mean, the thing is that I had never seen a falling star up until, like, you and you showed that to me when I was a kid. Um, I, I met your father other times to wake, to get up at 2 o'clock in the morning. He's like, no, but then he followed me. Yeah. We never saw it anymore. Mm. They're difficult to see. At what I at what age do you think I became like? Because I I, I became a believer, and then you guys played a big part of, of making me a believer in you know extraterrestrials and stuff like that. Uh, since you were little, because um, I believed your father supported me, and then he believes. Wait, uh, so dad didn't believe at first, or? Um, I don't know if he did. I don't know who believed at first. I know we ended up like. But I told you, I always believe when I was a child, I think somebody's looking me okay. in some place of far away from here. Okay. So that. Yeah, I think we believe naturally. Just naturally? Mm. Okay. Yes. Okay. We're part of this. Uh, sometimes I believe that uh, uh, we all aliens. No, yeah, uh, I because, mean, because uh, sometimes I believe that the earth is, is like a big lab. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know, um, that is uh, something that me and uh, yeah, freaking mosquito bejo. Um, <laughs> can't believe we're getting mosquitoes already. Um, yeah, I see him. Uh, no, but uh, that is something that me and Ernesto have talked about at length uh, outside of the program where we've <laughs> talked about because uh, we're big fans of the Matrix and the Matrix. They treat humanity as if we're basically um, we're batteries yep. and we're being observed by machines mm. um, uh, in some kind of giant simulation, which has taken more and more kind of like a, 
like uh, every every now and then like i'll i'll see an article on my google feed where it'll be like boxes like are we living in a big simulation yeah and i'm just like <laughs> shut up uh, <laughs> but but that is that is definitely something that i that i feel like could be true um i mean that we're living on like some maybe our planet is just like a big testing ground mm. um but i don't know uh could be. Yeah. I, I Could mean, be. Like, yeah. But uh, it, if if I may just pivot a little bit, um, in keeping with the movie that we just saw, yes, I wanted to ask. Uh, well, or, or first, I wanted to point to the one of the main characters, the main bad character, Thanos, and his philosophy in the film of uh, when he was speaking to several characters, even his daughter, and saying, you know, the universe only has but so much material in it uh, and there's a lot of there's a lot of mouths to feed I'm paraphrasing and he's and his solution was in order to make things better you got to get rid of half of life that way the other half can live and flourish and one of the things that I find makes a a bad guy a really good bad guy in any movie is that you know they're evil but Sometimes they make just a little bit of sense. And I and there's something about Thanos that even though you know he's evil, he's a bad guy, there was something about his philosophy that made sense at least to him. And I wanted to get your opinion on what you thought of his thinking, of his approach. I mean, because in real life, that's how really evil men uh, really evil people justify what they do. They're not. They don't just go out there. It's like, oh, I just want to be bad. In their minds, they're like, they're the good guy. They're like, I'm the good guy. Yeah. I'm doing. I'm doing something to make things better. Maybe not for everybody, but it's going to make things better. Um, and that's how they justify it. So, what are your yeah. thoughts? Lo que yo creo es lo que la película me dejó, la lección que me deja a mí es que, aunque es una película de ciencia ficción yeah. y de fantasía, y de fantasía yeah. yo creo que lo que trata de, de decirnos el director o, o, o la película en sí es que a pesar de que, de que venga este el malo más malo de todos los malos, siempre habrá algo que nos defienda. Nosotros mismos podemos ser superhéroes en momentos y cuántas veces han habido personas que son superhéroes. Por ejemplo, cuando se incendia una casa y un niño de cinco años llama a la policía para pedir ayuda y salva a la familia completa. Es un superhéroe. Entonces yo creo lo que me gusta de la película es que los superhéroes nos dan esa esperanza de poder sobrevivir a catástrofes o a situaciones muy difíciles. Sí. Entonces eso es lo que me deja a mí de lección que lo tenemos que poner, lo podemos poner en práctica todos los días en nuestro diario vivir. Pero, pero, uh, pero Ernesto quiere decir que, que um, Thanos, el, el, el antagonista sí. de la película, eh, él quería, él tenía una filosofía de masacrar a, 
a medio mundo, medio mundo pero medio, pero, mundo, medio ¿no? universo en medio del universo y uh, la pregunta fue que, que fue uh, was it that you were like it does do you agree with his philosophy or well um not not do you agree with his philosophy but pero dentro de lo malo hay bueno siempre it's like did anything Did it make even a little bit of sense to you? Um, how did how did that make you feel? Yo pienso de que en este caso el el este cómo se llama el cómo se llama el actor el el el, el nombre Thanos. Sí, yo yeah. pienso que se ve terrible que quiera destruir a la mitad del universo, pero cuando no hay se ve terrible, pero por ejemplo ahora cuando no hay recursos y cuando el medio mundo está muriendo de hambre y, y una vida es, es triste porque no tiene lo básico, este, no es que se va a morir, pero no es que van a matar a todo el mundo, pero si no se puede morir, hay que dejar de parir porque para que nos alcancen los recursos. Y la búsqueda de vida en otros planetas no es sí para extender la vida humana, porque los recursos, los recursos se nos están terminando. Yeah. Entonces... Bueno, no sé si eso, nuestros recursos se están terminando, sino que, um, if I may, uh, you know, uh, say it in English, I don't think that, that our natural resources are, are, are finite. It's that I feel like that's the, that's the one thing that I disagree with, with Thanos about. Uh, is that um, the resources aren't finite. It's that there is a class of people, and this is where I'm getting political. Um, <laughs> there is a class of people that are keeping the resources from us because they believe that they want it all. And that's where I think that there is a fundamental flaw in Thanos' philosophy because his philosophy is that, you know, we need to, like, erase half of the people in order to, like, make... That let people catch up with our natural order, with with our natural resources, but um, he doesn't see that there are plenty of resources for people. It's just that, um, like, there is a ruling class that keeps those resources away, because they're like they want to charge money, or you know, like it, with uh, that makes me think of like uh, when they were starting to come up with the vaccines for the pen for COVID-19 mm -hmm. they were starting to think of like uh, vaccines and then there was like people throwing around like the concept of like what should we charge like what mm. should we charge for this like are we being ch are, are we going to char charge the general public for the vaccine and I was like that's the real enemy mm -hmm. not because you could go around and say that you know you could exterminate like half of life but the real enemy is actually The people that are keeping res resources that, like, there are people s starving all over the world. And it's been proven time and time again that we produce enough for natural resources that we can feed the entire world twice over. But we don't because it's just not, like, money-wise. It's just not feasible. It's, mm. it's just, like, it's not good business to do mm, it. Mm, so, very true. And, yeah. and, in, and in reflecting that, political back onto Thanos he had all this power once he got the six gems right he had all this power and he chose to 
in order to solve the problem that he saw, erase half the universe. Instead, he could have just doubled all the resources, you know? He just made all the, like, made food for everybody to, like, have. You know, it's like... But he didn't think about that because he's... He's insane. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's a bad guy. Yeah, he's a yeah, bad guy. He's a bad guy, ultimately. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's why uh, when uh, when it's a person like that, that they thinking about the, the like I said, resources are finished, and you have all these people that that being hungry, and sometimes people think that maybe half of that should just disappear. Uh, there is always a good group of people that comes and defends. Mm. Yes, mm. I agree with you there, but um, right now it's v- like with regards to like politics nowadays. Because I feel like on this show we talk we talk a lot about politics. Would that be fair to say? I think that would be uh, fair to say. Yes, fair to say. But um, there, it, within our system as it exists right now, there is a very small group of people. Like it's like basically. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, I know we give her a lot of play on the show, mm-hmm. um, and her group, which is like Ilhan Omar, Ayanna Presley, um, uh, Bowman, there's like Katie Porter, there's um, Bernie Sanders, there's a very, not enough people to make a significant difference. Like, there's like, the, you know, they're talking about like the Green New Deal, right? The Green New Deal is like beneficial for right now for to, to help the United States, like, not only uh, reduce pollution, uh, or, like, reduce the pollution output, but actually, like, create jobs and stuff, but it doesn't have enough. There's no Avengers there to, like, um, help that plan get put into place. And I feel like that's, that is the great cruelty of, of reality, is that there, like, as much as, um, there are like superheroes in movies very little can be done to change things in in our time in like in when then in the real real you know so um if if i can just tag on to that in keeping in keeping with the movie i agree but i also feel like just like in the movies the Avengers or the superheroes show up when things get super bad, like catastrophic. That's when you see the hero rise up in order to take on the challenge. And I feel like in real life, right now, we're all still comfortable. The lights are still on. Uh, You can still go to the supermarket and get food. Um, You can still go to the beach on a nice day. And when we have things like the Green New Deal that AOC and the rest uh, bring forth, it's to tackle a problem that moves very, very slow at first, but uh, it keeps getting bigger. And the thing about human beings, most of the time, we don't react to problems when they're slow and small. We wait until they get big and they get fast, and that's when we get scared And somebody has to step up to do something. Sometimes it's too late when that happens. But um, I feel like if we're going to make the example between real life and the movie uh, more closer is that in the movies, we wait until 
the villain is, you know. Yeah, he's basically destroying like half the world. Where he's pulling the gem out of the guy's head. Like, that's when we know, okay, this is serious. And in real life, um, people do that a lot too. Unfortunately, in real life, there's not always an Avenger to to fix the problem. There wasn't, and I hope it's not too sensitive, but there wasn't an Avenger on 9-11 to save all the people who were killed. There wasn't an Avenger when Katrina was about to hit New Orleans. You know, we did the best we could, but, you know, it, 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 it doesn't work out clean, you know? Um, yeah, and that, yeah, but that's that's why we go to the movies, right? We go to the yes. movies, yeah. Because we go to the movies because in the movies, it gives us hope that like you know there are Avengers and we're just like we're saved, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. even though in this in this movie we're not saved. We mm-hmm. <laughs> they lose. Um, what did you think of that, by the way? I mean, yeah, you I, both had very strong reactions. <laughs> yeah, just to cap things up, because we're, we're reaching the end of the program. Um, the, uh, Ernesto's, uh, uh, I'm going to tag off of, of, off of Ernesto. Um, uh, so I saw your reaction. I actually took a little video of your reaction to me. <laughs> um, and like, what was going through your mind when um, it was ending and and uh, like Thanos gets the la hacha, le, le pega en el, en el, en el pecho. Y se, yeah, se mira como que los Vengadores ya están ganando. Pero de repente pierden. ¿Qué, qué, 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 qué pensaron ustedes? Yeah, you wanna... What do you think, Dad? Uh, me viene a la mente una... Poema de Alma Fuerte, un poeta argentino que dijo cuando pierdas cuando crees que pierdas la batalla y vas a un precipicio y ves una rama de un rábano tú sabes que no te va si te agarras de ella tú sabes que no te vas a detener sin embargo en la desesperación te aferras a esa con la esperanza de detenerte. Wow. Entonces, cuando yo veo esta película, yeah. los superhéroes son esos. Que no te des por vencido a un vencido. O sea, eso me, me, me llena de, de, de esperanza de que nos pueden estar matando a los superhéroes. Nos pueden quebrar las hachas o romper la, la, la madre a todos. Pero si no das batalla, si, si en el último momento no tiras el último golpe, posiblemente ese golpe, si no lo tiras porque crees que no vas a pegar o no va a suceder nada, posiblemente ese golpe es el de la victoria. Entonces lo que me deja a mí la película es que es eso, no te des por vencido a un vencido. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Bueno, para mí, este, cuando estaba viendo el final, que le, que le meten la hacha en el pecho, al principio pensé que lo iban a matar y que otros iban a venir y le iban a quitar el, 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 el guante. El guante, ya. Yeah. Um, pero cuando vi que el hombre le dijo, me hubieras pegado en la cabeza, yo dije, oh, oh, 
<risa> este, este desgraciado va a vivir pero nunca me imaginé que los iba a destruir haciendo los polvitos me acordé de la Biblia cuando dice polvo eres y en polvo te convertirás este, porque qué, qué triste me de, la verdad es que me dejó Devastada. Pero ahora ya sabemos que hay que pegarle en la cabeza. Yeah. Pero hay una cosa muy importante. Para lograr una victoria es necesario, son necesarios los sacrificios. Yeah. Y por eso existen un, eh, Gandhi, un Martin Luther King, este, Monseñor Romero y tantos otros gente que sabían que si eh, los mataban se terminaba, pero el, la lección que dejan... La batalla sigue. La batalla, correcto. Ok. Yeah, damn. Mm. This is might be the most inspirational show we've ever done. I think you're right. <laughs> <laughs> And with that, I am Pablo Morales Martinez. And I'm Ernesto Mancibo. And together we are... Robots, Robots versus, versus taxes on Radio Free Brooklyn. And uh, yeah. With special guests. Yeah, thank you, guys. <laughs> thank my you. mom and my dad, yeah. Sandra and Armando. How long have you, you two been married so far? How many years? Uh, 48. 48 wonderful years. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 she still on me. Love <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love oh. you guys. Um, and yeah, that's the show. And while you're out there, you could try keeping it real. But you should try keeping it right. Song of the week. Boom. One, two, three, four. <laughs>